Chapter 14 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 14. Of the effect produced in battle by strange and unexpected sights or sounds. That the disorder occasioned by strange and unexpected sights or sounds may have momentous consequences in combat might be shown by many instances, but by none better than by what befell in the battle fought between the Romans and the Volsians, when Quintius, the Roman general, seeing one wing of his army begin to waver, shouted aloud to his men to stand firm, for the other wing was already victorious, which words of his giving confidence to his own troops, and striking the enemy with dismay, won him the battle. But if a cry like this produce great effect on a well-disciplined army, far greater must be its effect on one which is ill-disciplined and disorderly for by such a wind the whole mass will be moved as i shall show by a well-known instance happening in our own times a few years ago the city of perugia was split into the two factions of the baglioni and the oddi the former holding the government the latter being in exile the odeschi however with the help of friends having got together an armed force which they lodged in villages of their own near perugia obtained by the favour of some of their party an entrance into the city by night and moving forward without discovery came as far as the public square and as all the streets of perugia are barred with chains drawn across them at their corners the odeschi had in front of them a man who carried an iron hammer wherewith to break the fastenings of the chains so that horsemen might pass when the only chain remaining unbroken was that which closed the public square the alarm having now been given the hammerman was so impeded by the crowd pressing behind him that he could not raise his arm to strike freely whereupon to get more room for his work he called aloud to the others to stand back and the word back-passing from rank to rank those furthest off began to run and presently the others also with such precipitancy that they fell into utter disorder in this way and from this trifling circumstance the attempt of the odeschi came to nothing here we may note that discipline is needed in an army not so much to enable it to fight according to a settled order as that it may not be thrown into confusion by every insignificant accident for a tumultuary host is useless in war simply because every word or cry or sound may throw it into a panic and cause it to fly wherefore it behoves a good captain to provide that certain fixed persons shall receive his orders and pass them on to the rest and to accustom his soldiers to look to these persons and to them only to be informed what his orders are for whenever this precaution is neglected 
the gravest mishaps are constantly seen to ensue as regards strange and unexpected sights every captain should endeavor while his army is actually engaged with the enemy to effect some such feint or diversion as will encourage his own men and dismay his adversary since this of all things that can happen is the likeliest to ensure victory in evidence whereof we may cite the example of Snaeus sulpicius the roman dictator who when about to give battle to the gauls after arming his sutlers and camp followers mounted them on mules and other beasts of burden furnished them with spears and banners to look like cavalry and placing them behind a hill ordered them on a given signal when the fight was at the hottest to appear and show themselves to the enemy all which being carried out as he had arranged threw the gauls into such alarm that they lost the battle a good captain therefore has two things to see to first to contrive how by some sudden surprise he may throw his enemy into confusion and next to be prepared should the enemy use a like stratagem against him to discover and defeat it as the stratagem of semiramis was defeated by the king of india for semiramis seeing that this king had elephants in great numbers to dismay him by showing that she too was well supplied caused the skins of many oxen and buffaloes to be sewn together in the shape of elephants and placed upon camels and sent to the front but the trick being detected by the king turned out not only useless but hurtful to its contriver in a battle which the dictator mamercus fought against the people of fidene the latter to strike terror into the minds of the romans contrived that while the combat raged a number of soldiers should issue from fidene bearing lances tipped with fire thinking that the romans disturbed by so strange a sight would be thrown into confusion we are to note however with regard to such contrivances that if they are to serve any useful end they should be formidable as well as seem so for when they menace a real danger their weak points are not so soon discerned when they have more of pretense than reality it will be well either to dispense with them altogether or resorting to them to keep them like the muleteers of sulpicius in the background so that they be not too readily found out for any weakness inherent in them is soon discovered if they be brought near when as happened with the elephants of semiramis and the fiery spears of the men of fidene they do harm rather than good for although by this last mentioned device the romans at the first were somewhat disconcerted so soon as the dictator came up and began to chide them asking if they were not ashamed to fly like bees from smoke and calling on them to turn on their enemy and with her own flames efface that fidene whom their benefits could not conciliate they took courage so that the device proved of no service to its contrivers who were vanquished in the battle End of chapter fourteen recording by linda johnson